Cast with me is producer Michael, and the show Stranger Things is highly fucking overrated. Michael, how are you? Uh, I'm doing well. Uh, glad to hear it. Good. Have you watched this show? No, not yet. All right, so let's read a question from the audience. The audience, that being Steph Quick. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Uh, used to be a frequent uh, uh, right inner about the show, and I believe that she gave up on me, but she came back, and I'm happy to hear it. That's awesome, man. Your pleading worked. People now, shouldn't give up on you, Alex. You're I, not hopeless. Steph, I, I believe, is one of those that uh, binged the whole show and went back and listened <laughs> to every available episode. And, um, you know, of course, you, of course you don't hear from them as much once they're caught up. So, hi, Alex. Like a good weirdo, I watched the first couple uh, uh, episodes of Stranger Things. The kids are adorable. Lots of strangeness in the plot. Great setting, but I have no desire to watch it anymore. Not that I'm avoiding it. It's just not drawing me in. So I don't bother. I wonder if it's because I graduated high school in the 1980s. I lived through it already. Yes. And believe me, that president blowing up the economy was depressing and boring enough the first time around. Not to mention the CTs about MK Ultra, etc. have been around the edges of our culture since 1982. Maybe dig up some fresher weirdness, guys. My question, have I blown any weirdo C-R-E-D I may have accumulated by finding the show boring? No. Stranger Things, not the Alex cast. Yes. Uh, 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 triple exclamatory marks. <laughs> Um, no, I, I found it boring too. Here's, here's, I didn't find it boring. Let me take that back. If I watched this in a vacuum, I would have found it perfectly serviceable, but it is, uh, it, it's not great. And it, this goes to my theory. It's not really a theory. It's a statement of fact that a lot of people of a certain age group disagree with. And they're wrong is that Goonies is a shitty movie. Now, people disagree with that because they're born in a certain year and and forget that they're only fond of it because they watched it while young. I, however, am beyond these petty things like being attached to something I watched while young. And by that, I mean I didn't happen to watch it while young. I watched it when I was a little bit older and realized it's shit. I have plenty of movies I watched when I was young that I think are great but are, in fact, garbage. Goonies Re- is actually great, UHF. though. No, Mostly it isn't. because of it's the setting not. and... It's just not. the, you know, the, the plot elements are just so intriguing to a young mind. It's a kid's movie. Yeah. It doesn't have to hold up in your adult life. Well, it's not a hold up. No, no, but it's not a well done kid's movie. I'm fine with liking kid's movies, even ones that are not from my time. It's not well done. The first, like the the beginning of the first, when you first get introduced to the Goonies, mm-hmm. good. Everything to do with the Ferellis or whatever, terrible. And then there's this massive thing up until they finally enter into the well and then uh-huh. it's an amusing movie. The soundtrack. Dude, the good. Ferellis are so scary, though. Yeah, that's just stupid. They're terrifying. So, let's get not, back to Stranger oh Things because okay, you're sorry. you're wrong. Like you're just there's no arguing this. Like I I I would give you more time to try to convince me of the insane clown posse being talented <laughs> than I will. Goonies is a flawed and terrible movie. People it's only okay. like it because it's young. Normally, see that's the thing. It's just people say that. I've just heard that too many times, and now I'm rebelling against it. It's not your fault. Normally, I would just talking? nod oh, really? and grin. Everyone I, oh, says that. 
I know. I always hear people fucking blowing smoke up this stupid Maybe movie's it's, ass. Yeah, it could be like a generational thing yeah, too. Yeah, like, everybody my age likes this piece of shit. Yeah, I think people my age, it's like it's well known, and it's either really loved or people have the same opinion as you. It's kind of divisive. Yeah. See, my generation, everybody seems to like this stupid thing, and it's not <laughs> that good. So anyway, but Stranger Things, and, and the reason I bring up Goonies is that. Stranger Things, it calls upon a lot of these 80s tropes and 80s kind of mm-hmm. look to it. Right. That's and what I've heard about it. it. There's a ton of Spielberg stuff, like, kind of used. And I realized I don't like Steven Spielberg that much. <laughs> yeah. It was an occurrence to me. Because if you had asked me before any kind of thinking about it, I would have said, yes, I'm a Spielberg fan. But kind of going through his repertoire, like, he does Indiana Jones, right? Mm-hmm. Which I like two. Him and George Lucas, I like yeah. two of those. And another guy, I think. Yeah, but whatever. That's like one he's known for. Mm-hmm. What else does he do? Like he did E.T., which I don't e. like. E.T. is what I was thinking of, what comes to mind. Um, like good good for its time, but again, doesn't hold up. And, you know, it's not that great of a film. Yeah, let's pull up a list real quick. Yeah, it's just because his, his kind of that that Spielbergian style, that kind of uh, uh, epic with young kid sort of thing doesn't. Well, he did do Jaws. Yeah. Oh, Jaws I like. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we have Close Encounters, 1941, Raiders, E.T., Twilight Zone, the movie, uh, Strokes of Genius, uh, Temple of Doom, uh, The Color Purple, Empire of the Sun, Always, oh, there was The Lost Crusade in there, I skipped, uh, and that's it. Yeah, Spielberg's really overrated. Yeah. Yeah. Though, uh, he also did, uh, there was a TV show he did that was, that was quite good. Strange stories or wonderful stories or something like that. Amazing um, stories. Amazing I stories. skipped over that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it was a TV series, yeah. But anyway, so I don't like the kind of Spielberg style for the most part, and which is all in Stranger Things. And there's a ton of other references to the 80s. And frankly, I don't like the 80s that much. I, I like, it's, an, it's, it's garish. Like, the movies weren't all that good. The music, a lot of it's terrible. It's, it's. Not a good decade, so this thing harkening back to it. And then none of the plot's particularly interesting, and it's just a lot of set pieces of, like, the person that's directing it has a really good eye. Mm -hmm. Like, they know how to frame a shot, and almost to its detriment, because it's like, oh, let's try to get to this really cool-looking shot instead of, like... like that. From what I understand, it's made by two young kids, so... Not kids, but, you know, 20-year-olds, like, young uh, 20s, so... There's, um... Like that, the the thing I'm sure you've seen the still of it with like the the, the Christmas lights with yeah. the alphabet behind it, really striking visual. Yeah, yeah. but it's a, just a terrifically boring scene. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just a set piece. That's it's almost like a fight scene in any kind of action movie. Like this, there's just a lot of these kind of like, all right, let's get to the monster being scary from the right scene. You know, let's get to the let's get to the uh, jump cut scare scene. Let's get to the <laughs> this person isn't who they seem scene. Like there's uh-huh. a lot of this kind of and. The fact that people are just going nuts over this is, is it shouldn't be surprising to me because I keep forgetting that people are idiots, but it's, there's nothing original here. I don't really, anyway, so Stranger Things, highly overrated. It's fine, but it's, it's, it it almost reminds me of, actually, I think it is a Spielberg movie, that eight millimeter, was Mm -hmm. it J.J. Abrams? Super 8, J.J. Abrams, yeah. No, that's not the one I'm thinking of. Is that the one with the train? Yeah. Oh, okay, that is the one I'm thinking the, of. With the monster on it. That's yeah. the name of it? Super 8. Oh. Super 8 film is what the kid's using to film it. Yeah. 
it reminds me God, of that. Yeah, that is such like a Spielberg type movie too. Yeah, yeah it just reminds totally. me of that, and oh it's like, God. yeah, good. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, like it's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not upset you made this, but the amount of talk that the Stranger Things got, I, I've, I've, not that I was expecting more, but I was. Well, no, yeah. I was. I was expecting more, frankly. <laughs> I, 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 I'm disappointed with a lot of people I expected better of. Well, I actually, you kind of just sold it to me, comparing it to like Super Eight. I mean, that sounds pretty interesting. And like the Goonies, also interesting for like its setting, which I sounds like because I didn't actually experience the 80s, I'll probably like in a nostalgic sort of way that I never experienced. Yeah, um, I only compare it to the Goonies in that, that everybody seems to like it except for me is is the reason I bring up Goonies. I, I could have easily I guess said the Lebowski. Reason, yeah, the reason I'm thinking I would like it is similar to the reason I like the Goonies is literally just the setting. Yeah, because it's set in uh, the set 80s, in Oregon. And yeah. yeah, and I'm from my understanding, they really went like the extra mile and making it authentically 80s from you know like the yeah the looks, way it actually looks. Yeah, you know? it looks like the 80s. Like yeah. it totally does. But the 80s were ugly. <laughs> it's just I was there. It wasn't right. great. It yeah. was not a cool decade. Like it 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 had pretty much it took took all the shitty stuff from the 70s and just made it worse for a right. while. It's just yeah. And it the only good thing about the 80s it. is that it ran it, it created the 90s. And I do believe the 90s were the last good decade. I mean, yeah, actually, it's kind of interesting. I, I, in a way, I totally agree with you because now it's like, <laughs> look at like what is popular right now, Stranger Things. It's just kind of a rehash yeah. for people who weren't there to experience it the first time. It's just being repackaged. Yeah. It's like Jurassic World. It's not a fucking good movie in any respect if you are comparing it to Jurassic Park. But if you're like a seven-year-old kid and you never saw Jurassic Park, it's probably an awesome movie. It's just like a cultural reset. <laughs> yeah, that's why. Yeah, that's why you kind of stop at the '90s. Not like I mean, I'm fine with stuff past there. It's just it seems like that was the last kind of creative thrust of. And it's not like it was like a particularly like original decade. I just mean right. that was like that seemed like that was the end of the cycle of kind of the end of almost like like pop rock music where it's like let's get instruments and then we're going to combine our instruments into a band right and try to make it you know try to make music this way like that was like kind of that last gasp of like the kind of american popularized music style that started in like what the 20s or something like that's that's the end of that cycle at least in like yeah mega pop culture of like that's what i mean yeah household names i mean that still happens today and like you know bars that no one ever hears about or shows that no one never goes to i mean it's the like, cultural the cultural norm totally, like the the totally, the, the, totally, the, yeah. the big touchstones are are there are kind of the end of it so you know stops God, at the yeah. 90s. everything kind of fell apart after that man the, yeah the 2000s like as far as popular culture goes i'm surprised like more people didn't just like commit mass suicide yeah and it, the thing is again like i'm being harsh on it it's not bad it's just it's not nearly as good as people are like giving it credit for and and i'm fine with like kind of cultural touchstones being good like i was obsessed with lost when lost was going Mm -hmm. on like i'm fine with getting to the things i'm not i'm not so contrarian but this one just it yeah and it just sat there some more questions um from at myth trans uh a future guest myth trans that's roxanne from the mythology translated podcast uh she wants to know my opinion of urban fantasy as a genre or sci-fi versus fantasy in my opinion um Urban fantasy, I can't really even think of examples of that. Is that like uh, like those dystopian kid things where it's like, oh, the, now we've got an extra gene and we're running around a city. Is that is that what we describe as urban? Um, or are we talking like like uh, 
like a like a like a Neil Gaiman, like a like a Neverwhere. Is that is that urban fantasy? What was it? How do we define urban fantasy? Uh, is this talking about books or just like an overall? I genre? believe I believe we're gonna go with books. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Many urban fantasy novels geared towards adult are told via okay, a first person narrative, mythology, romance. Can we get some examples, please? Yeah, it sounds like Neil Gaiman. Uh. Kim Harrison's Rachel Morgan no, uh, novels, Charlie Madigan series, Kelly Gay. Oh, the Charlie Madigan series by Kelly Gay. Uh, all of these are named like people's names. So Laurel K. Hamilton's Anita Blake series. I, I, I'm not familiar with these. None of Those are all listed under adult. Okay, I'm going to. So maybe I, let's go to the teen section. No, I, fuck this. I'm, I'm already tired of looking at this. <laughs> all right, I'm going to say what I think urban fantasy is and answer the question that way. All right. Um, if we're talking about like a Neil Gaiman y kind of thing, if we're talking about um, uh, China Meville, if we're talking about like a. Um, like a fantasy setting in a modern world, like a, like a Harry Dresden, I'm a big fan of. Uh, the Dresden Files, I love. I also like that other one, um, the one where the guy comes back from hell and he's got the cool coat. Um, it's Oh, it's really cheesily done. Um, oh, someone help me. Oh, you can't even look this up, Producer Michael, because I, I, I can't think of a single factor about it, what his name is. Fuck. I read like six of these books. And they're all so terrible and forgettable. They're really fun. It's this guy like he uh, he's a magician. He comes back from hell um into los angeles is it sandman slim sandman slim that's exactly it. well done i can't believe that shitty description fucking came up with something <laughs> wow yeah richard what's his name harris richard? uh richard cadry yeah uh i like those a lot even though i i just recall how much i remember of them um <laughs> no, it's one of those things it's popcorn it's it's not yeah, there yeah, yeah. i've i've no memory of them i read like six of them but there's just Hey, look, now the bad guy's this thing, and he's running around doing stuff with this guy. There's That's more uh, supernatural fantasy. Yeah, but it's in an urban setting, so... Yeah, this one on the Wikipedia page for urban fantasy, yeah. it says right here, uh, it has a category for, or a listing for distinction from paranormal romance, in which a uh, prominent uh, urban fantasy writer, Jeannie Holmes, says that they share 90% of their genre DNA. So apparently urban fantasy is 90% paranormal romance. Cool. All right. Got it. So that's what my opinion on those. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I've never heard of this. So very interesting. Sci-fi versus fantasy, in my opinion. Um, I don't, I, I am a huge sci-fi fan, but I, I have no problem with sci-fi. I, I kind of think of sci-fi as a subcategory of fantasy. I don't, I don't really, I don't think there's a big distinction between the two. I know, um. Mostly sci-fi purists will will get upset with me, but I don't care. Like in the same way, like if you're like a technomancer in D and D or something, which I don't know if that's a class in D and D, but what I'm saying is that wouldn't bother me. Like the idea of like if there was um, you know, if uh, oh, I can't think of an example, but like if uh, oh, I can guess I'd do it the other way in a, in a technological world, having magic being entered, uh, I don't, it's fine with me. Like I, those mm -hmm. two things, like think, Shadowrun. The concept of the whole yeah, series yeah. game, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I I, I, I only yeah. know from Harmon Town. Yeah. Well, this is going to lead into our next question. Um, same for, for Myth Trans. Uh, my opinion on tabletop RPGs. Um, my experience with tabletop RGB, RGB, RGBT, gay, gay and lesbian, uh, trans, bisexual tabletop games is 
I played Dungeons and Dragons once, maybe twice, and, and not like a not a campaign. I mean, literally one night, uh, in when in seventh grade or grade seven, if you're in Canada, and that's it. And then listening to them play it on Harmontown. Mm-hmm. Now, I actually want to do. Uh, I would like to play a tabletop RPG. Uh, I've not um, had the opportunity yet, but they sound fun. Mm-hmm. I tried setting up for a while. Um, uh, Alex Cass kind of sub thing of doing a uh, doing a game uh, and then recording it and editing it into something but uh, then Harmon did Harmon Quest and that's a and lot funnier a than a million other well, the problem imitators is, as well yeah but that's also going to be a lot funnier than I can ever come up with so I gave up the idea so now um, I am interested in playing a tabletop RPG I just don't have any friends and I'm not one of those people that's going to just show up to someplace randomly because I, I'm a shy boy. But I'm fond of them. <laughs> um, I don't know what White Wolf is. I don't know what O-W-O-D is. Um, or maybe White Wolf O-W-O-D is um, is the whole name. F-T-W is, 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 is faster than white. <laughs> it's an F-T-L joke. It's a... Uh, that's a hardcore sci-fi reference right there. The kids are laughing their ass off right now. Uh, yeah. So what is White Wolf O-W-O-O-W-O-D? Tell me. I think it comes from the universes of World of Darkness, which is the name given to three related but distinct fictional universes created as settings for supernatural horror-themed role-playing games. Sounds awesome. All right. And one is White Wolf O-W-O-D? Uh, I think one is just White Wolf or... Uh. This says White Wolf Gaming Studio, but maybe they named themselves after something. Yeah, I mean, either way, I don't like I don't like lupinine racism. <laughs> I'm sure this is why she asked too. She's like, "Could you guys just like look up Wikipedia on these things that I love and just?" Well, here's the thing: is is she's new to the to the knowing me uh, thing. I just I, I I found her podcast a month or so. If two I months had ago. seen this comment, I would have looked it up in, ahead of time, just so you know. That's fine, Michael. Oh, I was talking to her, not you. Well, I know, but... Uh, I know you wouldn't give a shit what I look up and what I don't. Well... Uh, it's, yeah, White Wolf Publishing. It is an, an American role-playing game and book publisher. Oh, god damn it. I got tricked again. Never mind. Well, that was I'm going to stop trying to explain things. That was worth interrupting my statement, dick. Um, I forgot what I was talking about, and that's the only reason I called you a dick, because I was hoping that while saying that, I'd come up with the thought I was had. Um, I'm just trying to, you know, and not discourage people from asking the good questions, you know? This was a good question that deserves a better response. Oh, wait, 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 shut up. The important person wants to talk. Um, <laughs> all right, now I'm being too mean. Sorry. I apologize. I, I Actually, I, I like it. It's kind of like it reestablishes the, um, you know, power structure in the room. I was feeling a little uneasy before. I was like, "Thanks yeah, for getting too amicable." But that was a little too mean, honestly. Like, I wanted to be—I wanted that to be fun, and then on the heels of the other thing that came out too mean, now I feel like I'm being <laughs> a dick. So I'm gonna try. I'm gonna pull that back. But um, anyway. So I found her show uh, uh, like a like a month, two months ago, uh, and then followed her on Twitter, and we started speaking there a bit. So um, uh, she's new to this stuff, so I don't know if she she's aware of, of my lack of white wolf. O W O D. She knows me to be a nerd. In fact, she made a nerd reference on Twitter uh, that that uh, she said something along the lines of, uh, you know, I know that you you guys will be the type to understand this reference, and I had no fucking idea what she was referencing. It was Babylon Five apparently, which uh, I've seen shit. very little of. 
Yeah, that's one that never made it on my list, but needs to be put on there. I tried to watch it a couple of years ago, and um, it starts slow, I guess. Yeah. I think I've heard people say this, and I just, I didn't get into it, and it's just, there's so much that, like, it didn't grab me by, I don't know, a few episodes in, and uh, I just, it wasn't happening, so I, I never watched it. So I, I'm woefully uh, un, uneducated about Babylon 5, or 1 through 4, any of the Babylons. Uh, Bridges of, um, lots of Rasta songs. Where the Hanging Gardens were really located. Yes, exactly. The Hanging Gardens of Babylon. Mm-hmm. That's all the questions we had for this week. At the Alex Cast, if you want more That was questions. awesome. All right, here's some things I have on my list of stuff to talk about okay. this episode. Can't wait. Casual conversation is hard. Michael Ironside is charming. Jerusalem follows me. So please choose between those. Tech Specs isn't on there? Uh, no, I, I erased that. Good. Um, let's do Ironside. All right. It's charming. AF. I did not say AF. Oh, I thought you did. No. You may have uh, you may have thought that was implied, because it probably was. He was charming <laughs> as fuck. So, Michael Ironsides, you may know him from one of his 360-some-odd <laughs> acting appearances. He plays the one-armed guy from Starship Troopers. I'm assuming you haven't seen that. Um, I've seen it. Really? Mm-hmm. That is shocking to me. Yeah, I saw it as a kid. It was kind of like the first movie that I was like, my, I watched with my parents, and they were like, oh, we shouldn't have let him watch oh, this Oh, wow, movie. that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Of all the movies that I'm like, oh, you've probably seen that. This, that's what I'd, I put on the list. I'm like, there's no fucking reason for you to have seen yeah, Star Trek. I, I watched it somewhat recently. Yeah, he, uh, so he's the one, one-armed one guy from Got there. It. Okay. Um, he was the bad guy in Scanners. Um, he's been in just everything. Uh, he was on uh, um, Sequest, uh, the, the wonderful submarine show. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever. He's been in a ton of shit. So anyway, he was a Robocop. Uh, yeah, so he's a ton of shit. Oh, he's plays a bad guy. Mm-hmm. So uh, my friend uh, John, frequent guest John, uh, apparently ran out of people to ask. And he said, hey, I've got an extra ticket to Scanners uh, mm. at the Hollywood uh, Theater. Would you like to come? And I uh, vacillated for a while. And I went, just fucking show up to something, Alex. You, there's no reason to be anxious. You've known this man for like nine years. There's, why, are you, why are you nervous? Just show up to something, you piece of shit. And then I then I body shamed me for a while, and then I I felt really terrible, and I finally went okay, fine, I'll go. So um, I talked myself into you know trying to hang out with a friend because that's that's the mental health that I that's my mental health game. Hate both the player and the game. And uh, so we went, and uh, we're hanging out there, and uh, he starts talking about Michael Ironside in in a way that uh, like he's you know Michael Ironside something. I'm like, oh, is he here? I didn't know he was like going to have an appearance. And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize. I thought we were just watching an old movie in, in a theater. And uh, so Michael Ironside was doing a Q&A and oh, a whatever wow. after after the movie. Wow. And uh, so we he shows up. Uh, he goes, hey, I'm Michael Ironside. I haven't seen this movie in like 20 years. And blah, 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 blah. Look at me. I'm Michael Ironside doing my Ironside dance. Jazz fingers. Bob Fosse <laughs> style. Michael Ironside. Doo-doo-doo. So he, he leaves the stage after doing. And... Um, uh, we watch uh, Scanners in a theater, which was fun. I've I've never seen that in a theater. Mm-hmm. Uh, very old print as well, so lots of um, um, holes in the film. I don't know what they're called in the movie. That sounds movie awesome. Game. Imperfections and stuff. That's yeah, a good movie for that. But it's, um, yeah, like when the film gets degraded and it's kind of that crackling. I, did, um, I suppose there's a movie term for it, but I don't know. Right. Um, which is fun because I haven't seen that in a really long time. So anyway, we watch it and it's fine. Um, 
it, it holds up pretty well for a film of its age, especially given what it is like this, you know, um, some of the special effects were actually a lot better than you would expect for, I mean, the movie's late seventies, I guess. Like when the dude's head explodes forward, it actually looks pretty good. Pretty yeah. Spooky. Uh, he, he, he tells a great story about that. So anyway, I'll get to the story he tells uh, quickly, but he, he so he goes and does a Q and a, one of the stories he tells was that scene of the famous blowing up the head while he's sitting next to a thing. Mm-hmm. They did that by, uh, uh, having a 12 gauge shotgun in the seat next to him, blowing up the, the head. And the idea was, oh, you're just going to sit there as we shoot a shotgun next to you at this table. So he, he, you know, basically says, well, no, uh, I'll do it, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. Charming, 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 tells a charming story. Anyway, uh, he basically talks them out of having him do it. Uh, they do the, sh- the, 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 the shot without him there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, They've got all plexiglass on the ceiling and covering the cameras. The uh, the shotgun pellets ricochet off the plexiglass and shred the seat he would have been sitting in. Holy shred shit. it. Like, he would oh have been fucked. I was like, oh, that's fucking funny. So, um, uh, yeah, he was uh, just an absolutely charming human being. And it was so weird because he always plays this gruff, scary dude. And he was just, he had just fell in love with the fella. And it was weird because it's a villain. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you're so mean, but oh, you're just exactly <laughs> just like this charming Canadian man. Um, one of the highlights of this uh, uh, is uh, told a fun story about uh, how his sister, uh, when she was in kindergarten, used her telepathy to float letters off the off the uh, chalkboard. He this is not a story he told in jest or to be weird. He just introduced the concept. Nice. That because the movie's about ESP. He, he he just told this in an offhand way that his sister and brother are both tele telepathic, telekinetic, telekinetic. I was trying to think of what that word is, telekinetic. That's awesome. Yeah, it was weird. Nice. Yeah. It was a weird thing to hear. Yeah. Now of the night, that's actually probably not the weirdest thing because he starts off saying, "Ah, you know, this is back in the fifties. They're experimenting with thalidomide, oh, God. and you know, he got he all those full fl- Rosie O'Donnell. He, he literally referenced flipper babies." <laughs> I don't even know what that is, but... Oh, okay, uh, this is a real thing. I don't know if Rosie O'Donnell, is she a vaccine denier? She, uh, I'm sure she's everything. She's just real, oh, like, Kim Trail, like, everything. Well, thalidomide like, was a real thing. Um, it was a drug to help women with, um, uh, ease their pregnancy. Mm-hmm. And it fucked the children up really bad to the point they had, and they called them flipper babies, oh. where their arms wouldn't come oh. out right, and they looked like they had flippers, or they'd be, like, missing a oh, leg, boy. or they're just dead. Like, it was, there's, this was, like, an actual thing. Like, it was admitted to, and... Uh, but the, the, the movie is based on the kind of similar premise that they were given this drug and it caused them to become right. scanners. But, uh, so he, his opening remarks brings up thalidomide and fucking flipper babies. Like, this is a weird goddamn night that I'm going through. Got it. And thankfully, I, I had gotten slightly high to go. And I was like, man, I'm really glad I didn't get higher because I don't know what I would do if the villain from the movie I'm about to watch <laughs> just started talking about thalidomide and flipper babies. I don't know how to handle this. This I'm in a weird place right now. But yeah, it was it was pretty goddamn uh, goddamn amusing, and it was the 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 whole idea of of charming villains. It's something I fall for all the time. I mean, pretty much my earliest memories of 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 kind of doubting my sexuality was uh, any kind of sleek male villain in a movie because I was just like, yeah, what's up? I like this. Turns out I was just a maniac. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, you know, they do a good job of, like, making those guys awesome. Yeah. So there's that, too. Nobody, you know, nobody, like, 
doesn't want to be Darth Vader at some point. Like he's just the ultimate badass. So yeah, it's, it's totally true. Cool. Um, so yeah, that was it. Was just an interesting uh, evening all around. Uh, I can't think of any other like kind of anyway. He just he probably talked for like an hour afterwards and really fucking charming dude. It was we just it was just uh, it was a good night. And I was like, oh, I actually left my house. Look at this. This is look at me doing stuff, trying to kill fruit flies in my apartment. That had nothing to do with what we're talking about, but there's a fruit fly in my apartment. Nice. People well, at you... home, now you're updated. Yeah, <clears throat> maybe if you were a scanner, I mean, you could have fried him with minimal effort with that tiny little fly brain. Mine? No, his. Oh, good. You could have good. overpowered him a million to, times over. I was about to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> Think of all the gray matter you have versus him. Um. Yeah. Yeah, so Michael Ironsides? Awesome. Charming. Yeah, I saw that you went to that. That was cool. It was kind of weird because I just watched Scanners this weekend. Oh, really? Well, I watched like 25 minutes of it. I just got kind of bored. It was like just hanging out with my friend and we were watching it. I would have. Probably at a similar point that you were watching it. I would have turned it off um, if I were watching it at home. Yeah. It's, 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 It's a fine film if you're like... If I were still in a phase of my life that was more interested in cinema, I would like it better. But, like, I'm much more in the sit down and, okay, entertain me right. uh, phase of watching movies instead of, like, um, to use a wrestling term, trying to be a smirk about it. Like, it's, I, you know, now it's just like I just want to watch amusing films instead right. of, like, I really think about it or be challenged by them. And this was one of those ones that it's, like, this is such an important piece of like kind of sci-fi horror like yep. this is really kind of like you know not an important film but important in the genre that you know if i was younger in college i would have been like much more patient towards it but seeing it in a theater is a lot easier to kind of get into yeah, it yeah you know? I, I yeah that sounds awesome it's kind of funny that you just described like the the struggle we went through it's like we have to watch this because of exactly what you said we are interested in cinema and we yeah. want to like experience it but also we want to know who won on chopped because we mostly just want to like hang out and smoke weed. Yeah. And so it's really tough and it's way easier just to be a shitty person. Well, let me get back on, back on, uh, on your ass on this one. Uh, you know, what's a great movie for that. What's that? Is uh Buckaroo Banzai and his venture <laughs> through the fifth dimension. Dude, I tried to get them to watch it, but they were like, no, that doesn't sound, they wouldn't even watch the trailer. Okay. You, know, they you were really, just like, you, know. you just got to tell them the fuck off then because that is the perfect, really high movie. Cause it is, the, the 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 level of bonkers and they would have been sucked in within 10 minutes like sure, it's, yeah. you would have been you would have been I, well I'm, I'm trusting you on this so. yeah so yeah. um uh drusilla follows me that's just uh uh juliet landau and i probably got both those names wrong um played drusilla on buffy the vampire slayer and later angel uh very attractive woman she's been in a bunch of other stuff as well that i don't know a single one but i know i've seen her face but uh she followed me on twitter but she's one of those people that follows everyone on Twitter. Either way, I felt really cool for a second. I'm like, ooh, Drusilla follows yeah. me on Twitter. That's the entire anecdote. She's definitely a fan. Yeah, I think so. I yeah, think she's um, definitely a hardcore listener. Yeah, I should I should do that. I should try to get her on the show just for no good reason. That would be awesome. Like, so, uh, hey, that one thing you nope, don't want to talk about your stuff you're doing right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's great. Whatever. Just tell me more about your Yeah, No yeah. kidding. The most disrespectful thing you could do to Someone who values yeah. their current career. That's, I mean, that's exactly the reason that I don't go after any, any kind of like, you know, I guess I would count as a genre person is that mm-hmm. I, I don't, I don't have the patience to do an interview about their new stuff just to get to the old stuff. And this is someone that's like reasonably famous. So it's not like, it's normally like in interviews. I just, I just try to be friends with the person. Right. And 
you know, her and I aren't going to be friends. Like, this isn't like a, like, I can't set up a rapport. Like, she's, she's been, she's been interviewed a billion times. Like, I can't, like, what am I going to do? You know? Yeah. Some schlub in a basement. So, anyway, I was excited that Drusilla followed me. But this brings up a, um, a memory. Uh, did you know that John Lovitz has been on this show, technically? No, but, well, no. That surprises me. I forgot about this totally. I had written into his podcast and had him read a thing for me. Oh. And he said it on his show, so there's a clip yeah, of him. Yeah, yeah, I actually kind of remember I this. I just totally I forgot about it. talking until... about it. I don't think I've heard it. Yeah, Lily and I were uh, were uh, uh, talking about John Lovitz and how much he loves him. And I'm like, hey, wait a second. I'm like, did you know he was on my show? <laughs> like, it was just one of these weird-ass, yeah. like, uh, uh, just random memories that popped up. I'm like, oh, that's odd. And I'm like, I barely remember this happening. So, and it just popped my head. So I'm basically, like, the most famous person ever. All my awesome, famous friends like Drusilla and Michael Ironsides. Yep. Everybody loves John Lovitz. He's the Hollywood's biggest star. You don't got to put down Mr. Lovitz. I mean, it's, you know, I didn't say I got like the biggest star in the world. You know, it's just, he's a guy that was amusing. He had a great show called The Critic. I don't know if you ever watched it. Uh, nope. Never watched The Critic. Uh, although, well, didn't you send me like one clip and I watched that uh, about I think I did. Orson Welles? Or it yeah. wasn't about Orson Welles. It was just like a yeah, it was a sketch, a little sketch, uh, parodying yeah. it. Yeah, but that's that's not really representative. That was just a fun. Yeah, mm. Mrs. Whatever's green peas. They're filled with pea goodness and green penis. Green penis. That's terrible. Oh, I'll take a handful for the road. Oh, I found a piece of fish stick in my beard. <laughs> what luck! Nice. Wow. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? Yeah, but me and Pippi Longstocking. What would the children look like? It's the same guy that plays Brain from Pinky and the Brain, which is a quote I just used. God, I need to be some friends with adults. Um, you're too young. You don't remember all these things, man. Pinky and the Brain, they were great. They were mice. They yeah. were. What are we going to do today? Yeah, brain. exactly. Same thing we do every day. Yeah. Be rats in a cage, <laughs> despite all our rage. Try to take over the world. Um, because one is a genius and the other is insane. They're laboratory mice. Their genes have been I like the theory that um, Pinky and the Brain brain, Pinky is actually the genius because everything that Brain tries to do doesn't work. And then the one time Pinky like comes up with a plan and Brain lets him execute it, they actually escape. Oh, is that true? Yeah. Yeah. Which Um, is probably just like a little writer's gag, but yeah, that's fun. I like it. Speaking of writer's gags, segues the standard. Mm. Chuck Mangione. This is nice. All right. I don't really know what to do with this. <laughs> just kind of... Ladies and gentlemen. Does it kick in or is this just the uh, whole thing? Yeah, he gets trumpety in a bit. How, how, how long till the trumpets? Oh, just like, you know, a few seconds maybe. Okay, all right. You know? let's, let's wait for the trumpets and I'll figure it out. Da, 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 da. Oh, that almost did it right there. Yeah. I got... Oh, I know this music. Yeah. This is like the the stereotypical wait on hold music. Yep. Okay. Feels so good. Feels right. so good. Feels so good. You know, <laughs> we're waiting on hold, just whiling away the time until Roberta picks back up the line. Hello, this is your Roberta. patience is respected. We value you as a customer. Thank you for holding. That was terrible. I just wanted you to get excited like I was going to say something good and then hear my shitty bit. And it's almost like the disappointment you hear when you're on hold. 
But none of that matters because this <laughs> is about the standard. Oh, yeah, I forgot. I was going somewhere. <laughs> oh, Brian. So I just compared him unfavorably to Brian, Brian Redband. Thanks, man. Uh, that's an honor. <laughs> You're the one that just took a shit on what I was doing. So the standard. It is at 14 Northeast 22nd. Beautiful Northeast Portland, Oregon. 972-something. You can find them on Facebook. Facebook.com slash TheStandardPDX. They have their electronic mini golf. And I know this because I played the other night, and boy, do I suck at electronic mini golf. Is it a golden tee? Uh, no, that's like full golf. This yeah. is uh, miniature golf. I've never heard of electronic mini golf. Oh, well, that's what this is. Awesome. That sounds yeah. fun. Uh, it was fun, but boy, do I suck at it. Uh, my, I, I played and I got negative five for the course. <laughs> okay. And uh, the person I was playing with got like negative sixteen. Oh shit. Yeah. Okay. That's a lot, lot less than I got. In, in like the way that beats, I lose by a lot. Yeah. I mean, uh, okay. It's a good game, and the standard's a good place. So go there, uh, drink deep from the well spring of hilarity that is the standard. Facebook.com/slash/the-standard-pdx. Let's get this cold music off. Right. Just gonna do a really racist Indian accent, like you know, I just finally answered. But that, I mean, what's the payoff there? Here's let me let me let me defend racism. That's a nineties joke, if I ever heard one. Yeah, let's let let me defend racism for one second here. I'm not gonna do that, but I will say this: <laughs> I don't. It, although it seems to be because we've been trained that doing an accent is now racist. I know only racists know. do it, but like. The thing is, if you're doing an accurate accent, it's it shouldn't be racist. Like, it, yeah, it's I know it, it's not like there's nothing inherently disrespectful of saying like that. If you call a call center, it's most likely going to be an Indian person. Yeah, that's just like that's reality. Like to deny that would just be weird. Yeah. Oh, hello, Gov. My name's <laughs> Sanjeev. <laughs> See, there's a high yeah, Indian I, population in, in, in England. Right. So I did a, I did a bad English accent and said his name was Sanjeev. Which is an Indian-sounding name. Mm-hmm. Sanjeev. Yes, hey, 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 Paul. Sanjeev. Got any gum? Okay, kids. Welcome back to the big show, folks. So, uh, Paul, I'm on the subway today. Uh, you ever been on the subway, Paul? Ah, uh, subway. Subway, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, so this guy walks up to me, looks me right in the eye, gives me one of these. He goes, uh, uh you, you got any gum? Uh, you, you, you got any gum? <laughs> yeah, so I uh, asked you for some gum. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. There's like six this people out there. This is your that fault, love it. you know, like these references you're making. It's like, I, I'm torn. It's like, oh, I, I'm too young to get this. And then you say, only six people will get this. No, and it's that like, oh, shit. Well, you'll notice I didn't give you shit for that one. That would, that was, that is why I followed up with six people will get this reference. Fair. Yeah. Uh, it, it is, it is the, uh, the very pop culture ones that, that, that make me want to, make me want to, uh, stab you repeatedly <laughs> with my flesh knife. Ew. Ew. <laughs> Yeah, well, what are you going to do? All right, man, what else is on the list uh, I actually literally have on my on my notes here. <laughs> Forget it. I'm already going to go into it. But I had I have um, following up on uh, my reference to sex I used in the other episode that I don't remember what it was. But um, I, I was trying to think of a gross way to refer to, to a dude, and that's where Flesh Knife was from. So... I, I've heard that on Harmontown before, actually. And actually... I think that's where I got the... I think that's where I got the term from. 
I think I also heard it on Smodcast. I think they were independently crafted. And so well, it's not exactly a hard thing to come up with. Yeah. No, so mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like maybe, like it wasn't from Harmontown. Maybe you just came up with the disgusting terminology all on your own. No, no, because I was trying to come up with it, and when I when I when I made a note of shitty uh, uh, dick terms, I went, oh yeah, I think I heard that in Harmontown. <laughs> it wasn't like I was trying to come up with something new and original. Yeah, I was just trying to say something that wasn't a reference uh, uh, that I have used before. Um, what do you have? You, you had things. You had things prepared. Uh, yeah. So I have uh, right here, I have a video that we could listen to the audio of. Um, I mean, it's not like, why did I introduce it like that? Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> terrible. Uh. <laughs> I have uh, eight problems with the Harry Potter universe no one wants to admit. That may or may not include you. The aim of this segment would be to find out where you stand on these plot holes, All right. so to speak. Now, let me, let me before you start this, and I don't want to know until we're listening, mm-hmm. but I'm going to guess some of these eight plot holes. Yeah, let, well, and this is his second video on this. So he's done, oh, no, he did 10 dumbest Harry Potter plot holes, and then he did eight problems with the Harry Potter universe. I didn't watch the 10 dumbest plot holes. Because okay. 10 is greater than 8. So All right, what eight. was the 8? I want to guess some of these. Go for it. No, no, but what's the 8? What's the specific term? 8 problems with the Harry okay, Potter universe. Problems. Yep. Okay. So we're not doing plot holes, we're doing problems. All right, we're going to go with early education system. Where do wizards learn anything before Hogwarts? Number 2. The four house system. It's stupid. Number 3. Um, I don't know how to word it, but the entire thing of like the separatist between muggles and wand users, uh, is, is untenable, uh, for the amount of wizards doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Five, uh, dude, I'm glad you're recording this because this video got... One and a half million views, yeah. and you're com- you're hitting points that this guy didn't even hit in the video. Oh, okay. We could rip this shit apart, Five just me and you. Sentience of other magical creatures, something like that. Six. How easily defeatable uh, everything is, uh, aka the the uh, philosopher's stone. The first one, the the the, the where it was hidden, that that junior level people could do it. <laughs> Uh, seven, and this is kind of a plot hole, the whole ban on underage magic use, uh, the, the rules of that go in and out over the course of the books. And eight, um, something to do with the child abuse inherent in Harry being with the Dursleys. All right, those are my eight, and let's hear what this video has to say. Those were pretty interesting. Interesting. I think only about one kind of intersects perfectly. Really? Uh-huh. All right. Shit. I thought I was going to get three. No one wants to admit. Number eight, the sorting hat is bullshit. The house system at Hogwarts adds an extra layer oh, of personality-driven conflict to the Potterverse. The reckless, glory-hunting assholes go in one house, the story-irrelevant nerds go to another, all the murderers and Satan worshippers to another, and all the virgins go to Hufflepuff. It's an extended gag that becomes really problematic. Is there any the chance he has a list a written out underneath this thing. video? I have the list, so if at any point you want to skip or me to reveal what the next one is or Yeah, whatever. let's just... I don't... I don't... This guy's voice is already annoying me, so... <sighs> See, the... Yeah, okay. Do you have the list well enough that we could we could just read it? Or I have, do we have the, to listen to him. Yeah, we pretty much have to listen. Okay, but let's skip to the next one. At any point we could skip. Okay. Yeah, I have the time code. Oh, good. Right All right, now. yeah, let's skip to the next one then. 
bullshit. Before the books get Quidditch serious, is bullshit. time previously wasted on sports has to be spent on... Oh, I didn't think about it. Yeah. Quidditch is incredibly stupid. All right, let's Quidditch. get the next um, one. I can actually paraphrase for you. I, I realize now that I've watched this video, so... Okay, please. Um, uh, well, we, you know, Quidditch, we don't need the paraphrase. It's dumb. It's dumb, yeah. yeah the it's just, whole idea of the seeker, it makes no, no sense. One, it's no super one, cheap. No one can... No one can defend that anybody that's listening if you want to defend quidditch i'll listen to I you but do not yeah. say that lightly number six the parenting is bullshit. let's take magic out of it for a second and say you're a parent you've just discovered that your child is gifted well so he's just talking about all the insane shit that happens at hogwarts and how it takes everyone six years before they pull all their kids out like from a murderous professor to a you know man-eating monster just dwelling the campus like all of this stuff you know happening and no one like thinks better to like move their kids to another wizarding academy. Well, you know, that one, let me, I'm going to argue for the book on this one. There is cool. very few wizarding schools. There is um, the Hakaito school or whatever it's called in Japan. There's um, Hogwarts, uh, Bobaton, uh, and um, uh, Durmstrang, and Illivermore in, 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 in North America. Those are the only ones that I that I know of, and I don't think there's there may be one or two others. There's not a lot of them. So if they were British uh, kids that want to learn magic, and you need to learn magic enough to get certified or whatever it seems, mm -hmm. uh, you have to go to Hogwarts. So I, I I I take I take fault with that. Ooh, I just don't like this whole world then. Oh, because that seems so classist to like what? Because Hogwarts is expensive, isn't it? That's why Harry can go, or is it like no, required? Think, no, is Hog it like free? Hogwarts is free. I think is it. Okay. Yeah, because when Tom Riddle goes, they said we have a fund for oh, people, and that's okay. just they reference it as just buying their books and supplies and stuff. So I think it's a free service provided okay. for. That's uh, good. That's better. At for, least for everybody gets a chance. people, yeah. Because otherwise, it's like yeah, all the poor people would just be criminals using magic illegally. Yeah, you know, or going through alternative schooling and then getting arrested. By yeah, the, yeah. Um, okay, so I think yeah, that one has been hashed out. Um, the next one is kind of stupid. We don't have to listen to it. It's just abstinence. Um, just like the fact that these kids are all like, like intensely gifted and they know that they're special. And then also like they're dealing with like the struggle of becoming wizards, which is like not an easy thing to do. Yeah. Um, and also they are on like a liberal arts college, basically the way Dumbledore runs it. Yeah. Um, and they're in co-ed dorms, so the idea that they wouldn't just be having sex all the time is just bullshit. Well, they're not in co-ed dorms. They have co-ed uh, common rooms. Their dorm, their sleeping they're areas are separate. separate. Oh, okay. um, there's actually well, a scene where uh, Harry and Ron try to go visit Hermione where they sleep, and the stairs turn into a slide because the founders thought that boys are less trustable than girls. Oh. There is sex in the books. It is just not explicitly stated because it is, in fact, for children. But there's mm -hmm. quite a few references to... Um, uh, fucking, um, that, that is a bullshit thing. That's somebody that hasn't read the books carefully enough saying that, um, Ron gets a book about how to pick up wizards, uh, wizard chicks, uh, witches from Fred and George. <laughs> yeah. I think and I he says, remember that. and the line is, you know, it's not all about wand work, which is an obvious really? entendre to oh, his dick. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, uh, wand size jokes happen often. It's, there is sex in the books. It's just, they are written for kids. There's yeah. no reason to I don't say have it a explicitly. problem with that. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of, a fleur fucks a couple people. They, they make reference to at least one. Um, Ginny, uh, kind of sluts around. They make a reference to that. Not slut shaming. It's just that's kind of where they make reference to it. Um, I am slut shaming. Fuck that. Cause I don't give a shit that she's a woman. If some guy was getting his dirty dick all over the place, I'd make fun of him too. I have a problem with both male and female libidinousness, libidin. Horniness. Anyway, moving yep. on. Next one. 
I take issue with that. So we've got two down that I think are bullshit. Okay. Uh, this one I really like. This is a good one. Right. Um, especially the point he makes at the end. So you might want to listen to this one. Okay. All the portraits of bullshit. Another throwaway bit of color that creates a nightmare plot hole the more you think about nope. it. The portraits in the magical world Incorrect. are alive, right? Incorrect. The characters depicted on each canvas are imbued with the personalities of their real-life counterparts. Harry was able to get sage wisdom from one of Dumbledore's paintings, which creates two problems. One, whenever a portrait or indeed a photograph is created, nope. that generates a seemingly immortal sentient Incorrect. being. Then that means thousands <laughs> of living serious blacks are all created purely to exist in bondage. And nope. two... Considering that the collected paintings in Hogwarts cover hundreds of years of knowledge, why aren't they teaching the classes instead? It would give them something to do besides, you know, hanging on the wall for the rest of their miserable, immortal lives. Number th Incorrect. The entire thing there based on false promise. Let's start with the photographs. Photographs are not the same thing as a wizard painting. Wizard paintings are only done in a very specific way for people of high esteem, like headmasters and like the lady that founded the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, what's the name of the hospital? Um, the maladies and injuries. I can't think of the name of it. Anyway, that, oh, that's annoying to me. Why don't I know this? The, the uh, uh, anyway, the, the hospital. Um, photos are just, they're just moving photos. That's it. There's no part of them. They have, they have kind of a, uh, in the same way a computer screen isn't alive. Mm -hmm. You can say, hey, move out of the way. At one point, you go shove out of the way so the characters will move so you peep people in the next row. That makes sense. Paintings are done. That is, it is shades of the previous person. It is not their full personality. It does not, it's not imbued with a soul. It doesn't have all the answers. It is the kind of the, the a sketch outline of their character. Uh, it is not that they are living things. Uh, the serious black issue is just, it's the same way as if you would say like one of those holograms that used to get in packets of playing cards were alive. They just have better holograms. Mm -hmm. It's just a moving picture. It is not imbued with any kind of sentience. I'm with that. Um, what about the portraits, though? I mean, what does that mean it's, that they're like an outline? I get kind of loosely what you mean, but what are the actual? It would be like if you ever repercussions. Uh, like, there, there really aren't. It, it'd be like, like the argument for it, like the argument for like um, artificial intelligence. Like, if you want to like download someone's personality into a computer. It wouldn't be them. It would mm -hmm. just be like, it would be almost be like, oh, they have like the facts of this person's life, but not the kind of, not the schwa de vivre. It's not an actual living thing. It is, it's a, it's almost like a really complex voice recording. Yeah. Unless it can suffer. They can't though. I mean, why not? Well, I mean, it's not like they're shown to at any point. I mean, there's no reason to I assume agree. that. They're not shown you know, to. Yeah. I mean, but like in Black Mirror, if you look like. They do one where it is suffering and it's totally like, okay, if that's the situation, that's totally fucked. I don't think that there's anything about the process of copying a consciousness that like means that it wouldn't have the ability to suffer and not want to be like existing. You know what I mean? Like, no, I don't mean copying consciousness. I mean, copying the, the a brain pattern, copying someone's like, if I, if I took every memory you have and threw mm -hmm. it in a computer that they're accessible and have I do a fake Michael voice mm -hmm. that accesses it. That's not you. That's like just, just accessing a database, it's, basically. It's, and they're even less complicated than that, the, the portraits. That's just somebody, again, I think this English guy that's saying these things, I think probably seen the movies more than he's read the books. And there's no textual evidence to back up his claim. I disagree with that. Uh, so far, yeah. three of his points are wrong. I just like the idea of the portraits teaching classes. I think at least some of them probably could do that. I just, that seems like a cool idea. Um, anyway, next, next one. 
Three, the time travel is bullshit. We've covered this in the Harry Potter plot. Oh, we can videos. skip it. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. Time travel, dumb. Yep. You know. I'm surprised you didn't say that one, but we talked about it last week. You so. know, I I just, it it's so dumb <laughs> that it just, it's just time travel stupid. I, I it's, it's, you can't, you, it can be done well, but it is so rarely done well. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yep. Nonsense. Number two, the jewels are bullshit. This is more of a problem with the movies, but it's still a big grievance. When you think about magical Duels. combat, the oh. sky is the limit. You could turn your opponent. Oh yeah, yeah, skip that. That's bullshit. Yet. That's that's movie stuff. The movies aren't good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> I actually didn't uh, listen to this last one since I had the timestamp. And number one, Harry Potter is bullshit. The protagonist of the franchise is just a bit boring. Now, the Potter fans have had to deal with this criticism before, and there's a standard response at this point. Harry is a generic hero in order to be an audience cipher, to allow the people reading the books to project themselves onto him. But that's always struck me as a hollow argument. The audience don't get to decide what Harry does. He still makes choices independently of the reader. They just follow him as a character, so why should they have to think they're like him? I mean, yeah, he's the crowd's entry point into the series, but so is Katniss Everdeen, Artemis Fowl, Lyra Blackwell, and they've all got way more things going. On. Harry Potter lives in a fascinating, sometimes frustrating, weirdly sexless world, but it's just a shame that the boy who lives is also the least interesting part of it. And that's our list. Right. Now, I don't disagree with that, but I don't agree with that. I would say this. He was raised in a stifled English emotionless house that the only thing he knew was pain and suffering. He had a shitty, shitty childhood. We follow him into the wizarding world, and yeah, he is our cipher to view the world through, so he can't have too strong of a personality, because I'd actually argue that Katniss doesn't have much personality. I would say Frodo doesn't either. It's The lead characters rarely are, I mean, unless the story is how great am I, like, you know, like it's the it's a character-driven piece. But anything yeah. that's story-driven, you do want to have the lead character be, not necessarily personality-less, but you don't want to have them be so strongly one way that it's, that... It overwhelms that the it stories, takes you out, yeah. and especially that this this piece, although it's called Harry Potter, is is much more about his friends and the people around him. Totally, like it's it's not, and beyond that, it's and it, not not to not to get too down on the English here, but he's an English boarding school kid. They're a bunch of bores. I mean, I would be shocked if he had a good personality. You kind of blew my mind there because I was like, oh, that's an interesting point, but oh man, I really like the idea that those criticisms that he had about harry being kind of boring or like no that is like actually his personality and it took skill and like forethought to embed that in him like as a character yeah it's kind of it's just interesting well, it's that's, cool and but, it makes and, total sense and and rowling is is a classicist so like she she knows the classics like you know the hero's journey and, and generally the heroes aren't these imbued with these like really great personalities that are overwhelming if they're overwhelming to the story then it becomes a character piece and it, the story is the character. Mm -hmm. This is a, it, this is a story. Yeah, like it is technically Harry's growth over the series, but it's much more based on the stories that he participates in than mm -hmm. than you know. It's Harry Potter and the. It's not you know the. That's a shitty way to word it, but like yeah, it's much more kind of based on you know the stories than the than the man, and I don't know. It's just one of those things. And also, and, and the I would. There's not a lot of strong lead characters in, in story. You know, the same thing I said this, but like Frodo's boring. I I, I like breakfast and, and songs. Yeah, wow, what fucking deep narrative complexity, Frodo. You know, oh hey, my uncle Bilbo's a swell guy. It's not like <laughs> you're these. The, you're not there. There's not a lot of personality. You, the the side characters are the ones with personality because they're the side characters. So they're the ones you can have, you know, the most kind of extreme personality traits. That's mm -hmm. why. 
You have the funny guy, Ron, the smart girl, you know, uh, Hermione. Like, if Harry was smart, those books would fucking take, they would be done in the first one. There's no way to finish it. Like, hey, look, uh, you know, fucking Quirrell. So yeah, obviously, why wouldn't he take that fucking hat off, yeah, mister? Yeah, why can't we use, like, a fucking potion to see through materials and just look at the creepy face on his yeah. head? Or uh, how about, like, the Marauder's Map? Why would that, like, is it really just, like, a physical body that it, rep- like, that it you know, triggers with? Like... Why would it not see Voldemort there at the school? Isn't his magical like aura and presence at the school? I the the Marauders map. There's a couple of problems there. Uh, here's something that could show up on one of those lists. Oh yeah, the rat. It showed up on the other one. Oh, did it? Yeah, because because Scabbers the rat would show up as show up as Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. Now th- there's a small argument with that where it's a big school. Um, they don't know everybody, and maybe they just thought there's some guy named Peter Pettigrew. It's not like that's mm-hmm. a name that like oh, would yeah. mean. Would they even know what Tom Riddle was? Well, the Tom Riddle one actually. Let's stick with Peter Pettigrew first. Okay. The second point goes to Tom Riddle. Peter Pettigrew. They probably never heard that name before. Yeah. If they have, it's you know why would they even know it? I can. I'm fine with that. They're not going to be staring at it and go, "Hey, wait a second. This that one I think is is acceptable. It, it's the Voldemort one. Uh, Tom Riddle is the problem in that. Um. Uh. uh, uh no, I guess. I mean, I think I just talked myself out of it. I was gonna say they would be looking for Professor Quirrell, and they would see Tom Riddle on the map where mm-hmm. he was. But why would they be even looking for Quirrell? Like, yeah, it's it actually be, kind of the yeah, same argument. Yeah, they would have argument. to kind of just be looking. They which would. Ha- they wouldn't really be. Yeah, doing. and because I was thinking, like, yeah, they'd be afraid of a teacher tracking them down, but that's not the teacher they'd be looking out yeah. for because he's the the timid, weird one. So they right. certainly wouldn't be. Yeah, so I don't, I, yeah, I think the problem, I mean, it's slightly problematic, but it's not like Fred and George, like, yeah, they're smart, but it's not like they're, <laughs> they're not put together like they're going to be thinking about right. it in that way. There's another, True. here's one of the common things that people bring up on lists of Potter problems is how dangerous the magic world is and how, you know, why, why parents would allow other, like, especially with the children, the, 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 the Fred and George generation, like the ones that we know in the books. They've never known a world with consequence. Mm-hmm. They're literally around magical you people. They're around magic users. Oh shit, my arm got broken off. Bibbidi bobbidi boom, arm's back on. It's a consequence free world. I mean, unless something exceptionally tragic happens, like falling out of the sky off a broom, you can snap your neck. As long as you're not a dead skelly grow, a couple of wand waves, you're good. Mm hmm. There's no reason for them to to, ha- to live in a world of, that's not interesting. So, uh, the Whomping Widow, so what? It fucking knocks a kid out. It doesn't matter. They li- they have fucking magic. So when people say it's a dangerous world, well, not really, because it's what's yeah, it's dangerous and you'll be in a bit of pain for a few hours. But it's not, you know, there's no there's no consequence in this world. So that's why a lot of the you know uh, when people say like uh, like at one point Ron throws a knife at Fred, mm-hmm. yeah, because they're fucking magic. Who cares what his eye pops out? You just one way, one way, do I? It's, there's no, there's, there's no downside to anything. So them being like this kind of immature thing and not really knowing thing, they only had to be reintroduced to death when Voldemort finally reasserted his power, and that's the first time they even understand the concept of consequence, because they never. What world did they know with consequence? So does that mean Harry Potter only wears glasses for the stylish look that it gives him? No, um, uh, that is different because it is grown that way. So that'd be like intricate, like kind of almost. Like neurosurgery level of magic yeah, to try to fix something. They need the... like magician or 
like wizarding like scientists well, to they, get into the genome and like well, alter DNA. Well, like, they have no. You, they can do that. It's just really complex and probably very expensive and take a lot of work. And if if it goes wrong, you may blind yourself. It's gotcha. better or, to just have yeah. glasses. But if you naturally have good eyes, if one gets popped out, you just go, you know, reparo. All you're doing is getting your body back to its natural state mm, instead of like, I would think that there's not a lot of ocular degeneration in the wizarding world. Like I think eyes going bad as you age, I, I think that would probably be readily reversible because right. all you're doing is trying to get your eyes back to where it was. Not when you've got a natural kind of something fucked. Mm hmm. Yeah. It's my thought process behind it. But that's, anyway, the point that's is, really interesting, it's a yeah. consequence-free world. So when people say, oh, that's a really dangerous thing, it's not really that dangerous because we're thinking it's dangerous. You know, it's not to them because, you know, <laughs> they, okay, no, the, here's a good point about Harry Potter. Here's another thing that's bullshit about it. Boring. Not the books, but if you lived in that world, the Triwizard Tournament, two of them involved staring at a lake where you couldn't look into, and the other one was looking at a hedge. Those were the last two of the Triwizard Tournament. The people in the audience were looking at water or looking at a shrub. Yeah. That's some boring ass shit, and they were going fucking bananas. Man, they must be bored. Yeah, yeah. And isn't the... Don't they go to, like, Quidditch is, like, uh, the... It's, like, comparable to, like, football in the UK now. It's, like... Yeah. Which just seems insane. Like, I mean, going back to the point of, like, Quidditch's bullshit, also boring. It's just, like... How can you root for these teams when at any point, like, somebody could just catch the seeker and it will be over? Like, because, well, one, you it just seems like, what, what, what does everything else matter? You the golden snitch, not the seeker. The you golden snitch, idiot. whatever, the little goldie bird. Yes, the golden snitch. I just said that. I'm and if repeating it to, if like, solidify the if memory. If you've never seen somebody do the Vronsky feint as well as Victor Krom did, then you don't even know what Quidditch looks like. Oh my god, there's such a bad scene where they go to the Quidditch World Cup finals uh -huh. to watch uh, uh, Ireland versus uh, uh, Hungary. Yeah, I remember that. Oh my god, is it boring? Because they're like, oh, the Vronsky thing. It literally, it's the <laughs> dumbest move ever. I mean, it probably would look cool if you're watching real life, but like, it's it's the whole the whole scene is terrible. It's just is that boring as where shit. Where he just goes all the way up in the air and then falls back down. Or no, no, he like dies a, at the ground. Thing? pretending he sees the snitch uh, to trick the other person at diving at the ground, but he's so good at pulling out at the last second, much uh, like your dad. See, I was making a joke, like like your dad would be, but right. I don't really, I don't, it doesn't really make that a lot of sense. That didn't actually translate. Yeah, it's no, okay. No, it didn't make sense because it... Unlike your dad would make... No, it didn't make sense in any way, and, and, I, and I apologize for it on multiple levels. But anyway. So pulling out <laughs> the last second and then that you're expecting your, your opponent to suck worse than you and he would slam into the ground which got it cartoony logic but the point is yeah it's like it's like it's like footy but but just boring and stupid and and to be fair you can catch the snitch and, it, and you don't necessarily win it's 150 points and ends the game so if the other team is up by 160 points you would lose by 10 which does show up in that very match oh really yeah yeah, see, I was more interested in the Death Eaters. I think I kind of just skipped they showed up all later. descriptions of the game. Just yeah, kind of like, well, they, they showed up okay, afterwards. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah, that, that's afterwards. That's when Doctor Skull in the up. Sky. Okay. Yeah. It's a great little trivia question, too. You say, uh, whatever year that came out, let's say 2004. Mm -hmm. It's saying, 2004, uh, name the intellectual property in which David Tennant features as well as time travel. And of course, the answer is uh, Harry Potter and the Not Goblet Dr. of Fire. Nice. Yeah. It is nice. <laughs> yeah. Um,. Hilarity. Um, um is correct. My so, other uh, my other note 
Casual conversation is hard. I have been doing this show for five plus years. 200 and nearly 60 episodes. I was trying to have a casual conversation the other day. And I fucking suck at casual conversation. I don't know... I, I don't know what you do. Maybe the person I was talking to also sucked and that was a problem. But it's like... It just seems to be that it's... I You get like a, a sentence answer and then someone starts looking at their phone. Yeah. Like there's no... And that's not me being like, yeah, stop looking at your phone. I mean, it just... How... I don't... I don't know how this... Like, I... It's... What do you talk about? Like, is this... What, how do... I just... It's it lost on me. Like, it, we're just having this, like, how was your day kind of thing. And I was like, I don't even know what to do here. Like, yeah. when do we... Can we talk to... Can we talk about God or something now? Like, it seems I, like this, you just have to find the right person. It seems like there is a real big divide, like, of people who are, like, really adamant. Like, I don't do casual conversation. Just, like, leave me alone. I'm the most important person in my world. And then there's people who want to talk. I, don't, I I went to the bank today to set up a new account, and that was the perfect moment for casual conversation where they're literally just two of them are typing all of my information in, and I'm just staring at them silently like, yeah, you know, like if I were better at this, we would all be laughing right now and having a good old time, but what the fuck i'm just gonna sit here instead yeah i don't i don't know how to do it and it, it was very confusing to me i'm but, with you but my problem is like what i so I was, I was at a bar and i was talking to this girl that i like sort of know you know mm -hmm. a casual acquaintance but like so she said hello and we had this kind of slight conversation and then she went to looking at her phone but then like every now and again they get kind of interrupted phone looking by like her kind of like saying something random and to me my my, my thing was like can I just take my book out and start reading now? Or am I just kind of fucked into sitting here and being available? Like, this is just an awkward situation. So, I mean, yeah. I, I, I used her entrails as a tutu. But the next time, beyond beyond violence, I'm gonna, I need to figure out this, this whole small talk thing. Maybe you should just have, like, a preset, like, list of different topics that you are actually interested in and could talk about. That you could like bring up reliably, or maybe like learn a magic trick or two. Here's the thing: though, the things I'm interested in aren't small. To, like, aren't uh, really you'd be small surprised to. now. I mean, it is Portland. I feel like if you were like, so about this, you know, incantation that I've been researching, which I know you don't do. Yeah. You know, I feel like people would be like, "Oh, interesting. Tell me more." Just, I guess it depends. Yeah, I don't know. I um. Yeah, I'm gonna have to work on it. It's it's just weird because like I I just I, it just it was just kind of the stark difference between like oh I've been talking somewhat professionally for a lot of years, and I don't know how to have a casual conversation. It's just it's just this weird moment. Um, we're we're at an hour, right? All right, so let me let me ask this. Last week, did I tell you? Did I say on the air my favorite joke ever, the Harry Potter joke? No. Uh, how how did Harry Potter get down the hill? He walked. JK, rolling. Damn it, you did say that. Yeah, was that on the show? I think, I can't remember if, Fuck, yeah. Because uh, I don't think we went to the bar last one episode. One, greatest so. joke ever. Uh, two, I hopefully it wasn't on the show, because, you know, whatever. It doesn't get less funny the more you hear it, though. Um, Especially when I set it up as a brand new joke, and then the punchline is the same as last week. That's got to be fucking funny to someone. Why would you, what do you mean set it up as a new joke? Because you were like, oh, have I said this? 
And I was like, no, you haven't. Oh, and I see what like, you're saying. So it almost gives an element of like, oh, what's he going to do this time? You didn't sound very con- convinced, though, when you said Fair. like you didn't you didn't say it with like gusto. So I don't, I don't think it's really on you. But I said we leave it anyway, because why not? Oh, uh, update on what we talked about last week. The Alex has pizza party get together. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no one, no one even said anything <laughs> about it. I literally, I forgot about it till yesterday. I went, that's funny. Oh, yeah, that, that was something I said. So yeah, no one said fuck all. So, um, yeah, it looks like that ain't happening. D and D pizza and root beer floats guys. Come on. Yeah. Well, the D and D thing might happen. Well, not that it might happen, but you know, that seems a little bit more reasonable because mm-hmm. I don't know. It just, it just does. Oh yeah. So, uh, last week we set up the culture exchange. Uh, I was going to listen to orange nine millimeter and you were going to listen to Nick Cave's murder ballots. What, what, what do I actually, wait, wait, Frank Ocean, uh, synesthesia, something orange, orange, channel orange, channel orange. Okay. Nothing about gun violence. Luckily this week. Yeah. Well, no, that's, that's an old punk rock band. Orange nine millimeter. Okay. Um, I, uh, I, you know, I made it, I made kind of a, a thing on the show where I'm going to stop complaining about being being horrifically depressed because that you know lost me like 90 percent of the audience. But uh, didn't have a great week, so uh, frankly, just didn't get around to it. Uh, so we're gonna put that off to next week. Uh, sorry if you're we had your hats hung on that particular hat. Host. I mean, they're two great albums, so just keep listening to it for another week if you have been. Yeah. And if you haven't, there's another chance to listen to there these two go. great albums. Next week we'll do it. Cool. What else do we have to say? Nothing. Cool. Uh, I This has been an Alex cast, and you have been an audience. And oh. What? I did release a new EP, iota.bandcamp.com. That's not in the outro, so. Oh, it's about, that's that's kind of where I was, I was leaning. That's not in the outro? Nope. All right, so what is it? iota.bandcamp.com? It is. You sure? I am. Say it again. iota.bandcamp.com. iota. And it's right. free, guys. Free, free, free. Yeah, you should go listen or to it. Or you could buy a cassette. Or a single. Yes. Please buy of. a single. And uh, that's it. Enjoy um, the things that we say in the outro. Go do that. Um, I, I, what, what else do you say? That's it, right? Mm-hmm. Try the wine. I wish there was some way you could verbally do the uh, giant penis statue rape uh, to close the podcast, but I don't think that's possible. Ouch, that ceramic penis just killed me. (laughs) Hey, guys, if you want to support the show, please go to alexcast.com, Alex with two X's. If you want to find us on social media, go to alexcast.com, at the alexcast on Twitter, and producer Michael can be found. Where are we going? Uh, Facebook.com slash IOTA or SoundCloud.com slash Real IOTA. Those things. Good evening.